Hello, baby. Welcome to the Smart People Podcast. Sit back, grab a drink, tune in your brain. Ask not what your country can do for you. This nation will rise up. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Smart People Podcast. I am Chris Stemp and I have alongside John Rojas as usual. How you doing? First, I wanted to say in the spirit of Christmas and giving, we're giving you our third episode only a few days after we've aired our second, and we'll probably be putting uh, our fourth one out pretty soon, too. Um, We're just excited about all the great interviews that we have, all the ones we have lined up, and we figured why wait to pass them along to you. So look for those coming out soon. Also, I wanted to point something out that although this is the Smart People podcast, it's, it's not specifically for people who have designations after their name. You don't have to be a PhD or an MD to have something interesting to say. We simply want to be a place where you can come and listen to leading professionals in their field. We might be discussing large life issues, or we might be talking about very specific industries. It's kind of a variety show, if you will, and... The common theme is all of our guests are truly great at what they do. They have interesting things to pass along to you. At least we think so. And we think it'll be, uh, you know, time well spent. That being said, when deciding who to have as our guest for this week, I wanted to, to reach into my love for radio and podcasting. Podcasts have always been a huge part of my life, whether it be listening to them in the car, at the gym, around the house, I always seem to have some type of podcast on my iPhone, and the Mike Amara show has always been a big part of that. So for today's podcast, we welcome Rob Spiewak of the Mike Amara show, which can be found at MikeAmaraShow.com and on iTunes. I chose to reach out to Rob because of the success he's had on both the radio and podcasts. In less than a year, the Mike Amara show has had over 4 million downloads and was ranked one of the top 25 podcasts of 2010 on iTunes. Both of these are huge accomplishments for a podcast that's only been on the internet for about a year. So that being said, I hope you find Rob's interview as interesting as we do. Today on the podcast, we welcome Rob Spiewak from The Mike O'Mara Show, which can be found at MikeO'MaraShow.com. Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Hi, John. Hi, Chris. Hello, hello. Thanks for, thanks got, for joining us. I really appreciate it, it. It's my pleasure. I must say, of all the podcasts I've ever done, this is certainly the most recent. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean it with every bit of my being, so... No, thank you for having me, fellas. No problem. And as I mentioned, the Mike O'Mara Show, um, you guys are around 237 shows now. Uh, been on the internet for about, what, uh, over a year now? Just about a year. We started on December 7th, 2009, 
And so we are staring at our first anniversary. And yeah, we did. We recorded episode 237 today. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I see that you guys have over 4 million downloads and appear in over 145 countries. Did you guys imagine this type of uh, success so early with the podcast? We imagined it. Uh, we imagined that we'd be doing a hell of a lot better than this. No, I'm kidding. We, we, we hoped for it, certainly. But no, I think, uh, you know, it's hard for me to speak for Mike or Buzz or Oscar, but I think that the, the success is rather overwhelming and very, very gratifying. It's very exciting because we went into this not knowing anything about podcasting. I remember my biggest deal with Oscar when he came to us and said, you know, we could try this. I said, do you think we can really do it for just an hour a day? You know, that doesn't seem like a real job, but then radio never does. <laughs> so, and he said, yeah. And he explained to me that, you know, most people only listen for about an hour a day anyway. So if we just provide an hour that they can listen to on their own schedule, that's plenty. And I love it. I, I'm as proud of what we're doing now as anything that I've done in my my checkered career, but I think we all, we all sound our best. We're all delighted. We're all very happy and uh, we're all in a really good place because of it. Yeah. The, I mean, the show sounds absolutely amazing and it's, I mean, it's just a joy to listen to. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Um, so how did you go about getting into the, the radio industry? Uh, a series of horrible decisions. No, no one decision could make a mistake that bad. So no, I'm kidding. I uh, I started as a uh, as well. They will tell you on the show. I'm just a an aging old queen, and I was, for lack of a better word, a drama fag in high school. That's what they called us. I I, I was told it was with love, but I'm not sure. But yeah, I was I was a, a theater guy, and a lot of my friends were auditioning and doing theater stuff for college. And I really, I I looked at myself. I said, you know, you're not even the best theater guy in high school. How are you going to make a career? you know, in the real world. So I tried to figure out something where I could goof off, but still get a job and broadcasting seemed to be the right, the right track for that. And uh, I was accepted at a uh, VCU, Virginia Commonwealth university university in quotation marks. And at that time they were still an accredited uh, mass comm school in, in the state of Virginia. They've lost it. I don't know if they've got it back. But at the time, it was a decent school. So I went there and uh, used that uh, to learn the basics. But really, if you talk about broadcasting, uh, college is just an excuse to get an internship. College doesn't teach you anything. Right. Oh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I learned about economics. <laughs> what nice. kind of economics was that? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently having to get by on very, very little yeah, if exactly. you're going to work for CBS Radio. <laughs> if you want to talk about microeconomics, you should have seen my paycheck. <laughs> So yeah, that's I was basically it was looking for a way to goof off and and make a career of it and radio and broadcasting seemed to be the way. Now once I got to VCU, the weird thing is is everyone in the broadcasting track wanted to get into television. I had no use for television because the equipment was way too heavy. I mean I saw people going out to do their projects and they're having to carry cameras and batteries and at that point recorders the cameras were not one piece and i'd go out and cover an event with a tape recorder and you know it was just it was easy so once again laziness was a key factor in it uh, but i also i'm i the you know the old joke a face for radio i'm not a tv guy uh all of my professors said you know what you'd be good at rob they'd say what i say they'd say you'd be good as a weatherman now don't be fooled that's that's professor code for saying you're a fat guy oh wow 
Yeah, because all weathermen are fat. So I was too fat to be an anchor. I wasn't a good-looking enough guy to be out in the field. So they said, you could be a, you could be a weather guy. I said, you know what, I'll just stick to playing records. And from that, I got into the, to the college station, and it was all downhill from there. Nice. So how long have you been in uh, the radio industry? Uh, I started interning. I guess that's when you'd have to start it. Uh, in April of 1992, I started interning with the uh, Don and Mike radio show. Hey, this is very, very professional. My phone's ringing. Can you hold on a second? Yeah, no I will problem. mute that. Horrible. Don't worry, folks. We'll edit that out. <laughs> there we, we can go. do that. Okay, all done. Sorry about that, folks. But yeah, I started with uh, Don and Mike in uh, April of 92 as an intern. I was hired by CBS Radio, which then was Infinity Broadcasting, in August of 93. So uh, 18 years, roughly? Yeah, 18 and a half years. And now that you guys are, uh, I guess, the connoisseurs of, of podcasting, uh, what's the major difference between the, the podcast you have now versus uh, the old shows that, that you used to do? I mean, besides keeping stuff clean for the FCC, I know you still kind of well, have we to still, do that we still toe the, We still toe the line as far as the content because we have two affiliates. Mm -hmm. And see, the thing that was funny about broadcasting with CBS is your content was not really regulated by the FCC. It was regulated by CBS. Okay. Because they didn't want to have trouble with the FCC. So you can bet that they were going to err on the side of being conservative. And you just can't go in there and do a radio show when you're having to guess, second guess yourself three times about whether or not you can use a word like, I mean, something as, as innocent as the word poop. And I can say that because we're on the Internet. So I can say <laughs> poop this and bull poop and you don't mean poop to me and all that. But they would they would really sweat that stuff. Like, well, what context are you using the word poop? I one time got an email from a very high-powered attorney on K Street in Washington, D.C. when I inquired as to playing a fart sound effect. <laughs> this is really a, 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 an attorney with a reputation. I got an email back. And, you know, when you get an email and it's on letterhead and you know you're dealing with someone who's important, the, the context of the email, the, the, the content, rather, said – can you describe the nature of the fart? Said, <laughs> fart? No way. No yeah. Way. And I'm thinking they're billing CBS hours for that. <laughs> wow. So I think the, one of the main differences between terrestrial where we used to be and the podcast where we are now is not so much content, but a sensibility. You know, it's, it's goofy. It's a fart. It's the funniest thing God has given us on this earth. Right. So we can roll with it. As long as you, you know, if, 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 just don't get disgusting, except occasionally. I, I was going to say, yeah, because you guys get around that with the, uh, the raw shows that you have to offer. Well, that's, yeah, well, that is something a little, that's an extra product that uh, we all came up with that, you know, the, I can remember getting started in the business. One of the coolest things was getting to hear disc jockeys or people in the business that you know as being professional to get to hear them cuss. There was nothing cooler than that. The first time I heard the uncensored tape of Casey Kasem drop the F-bomb, it changed my world. So, you know, we have to imagine in the same vein, but perhaps in a much smaller way, there are people that download the podcast that would like to hear us truly being us. And that was the birth of the Raw show. And also that was a response to people wanting more content. And it's also a way to, uh, you know, make some revenue for us because we're not in it for, for kicks. But it's worked out very, very well, and uh, we enjoy it very much. And it's fun to not have to bleep a broadcast when we're all done. 
Oh, I bet. And, <laughs> and speaking of which, how long does that take you when, when you have to go through? And I mean, even this morning's podcast, uh, 237, um, with all the, oh, yeah, I, had to do. Yeah, I, I, I raised my voice at Mike today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, not long. No, we, we record. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone who is incredibly tech savvy listening that cares, but we use Adobe audition to record the show. And the bleeping is very easy. If you watch on the uh, video of the, uh, the Ustream stream while we're doing the show, mm-hmm. people laugh because as soon as someone says a bad word, the first thing that happens is I write down the time code. So I know where it is to bleep it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, Mike gives me a hard time cause it's an extra effort, but it's, it's inconsequential. I'd still rather not have to do it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And, and on, on the show now you're doing, um, one of your you know main segments is the audio vault, which is the segment on the show where you play funny television and internet clips. How, how long have you been doing the audio vault and how did you get brought into that? Cause it's a very, I want to say uh, unique segment of the show. It it started. I was you know I've pulled tape my entire life. I mean I I remember doing it on VHS and you know you'd want to find something good that you could bring in and play on the show. It goes back to when I was working with the Don and Mike show, and then when Mike uh, and and Don when the Don and Mike show stopped and the Mike O'Mara show began, Mike started looking for more and more audio, and I just started to really run with it. And you know I I always got it now with a DVR. It's so easy because if you're watching it, you're recording it and you can grab the stuff over and over again. The internet makes it a lot easier too, because of all the people that share things and you don't have to be there the first time, but it was just, we were looking for content. And then when we realized that, gosh, there's 10, 15, 20 minutes of content a day, what can we do with it? And instead of sprinkling it around, we concentrated it into one segment and it's, I love doing it because it's my chance to to show off and make the guys laugh because I've heard all this stuff, but I love to surprise Mike with stuff that he's not expecting. And that's that's a lot of fun. And I think that also conveys because I think Mike enjoys listening to the audio vault as the listeners do. He has no idea what's coming up. Hmm. And so that that leaves a lot of surprise to it and makes it a lot of fun. And uh, it's a great excuse. They always say uh, if you find something you love and figure out a way to get paid for it, you'll never work a day in your life. And that's very, very jive, but I figured out a way to get paid for watching TV, not too shabby. (laughs) Of course, not paid very much, but just some. See, this is the reason we had you on smart people podcast, because it takes a (laughs) smart man to realize that or figure out. I think, I think the, uh, the, the first thing you do when you hit stop on the tape, go ahead and raise the bar. Don't book (laughs) someone like me to be on a smart person's podcast. This looks to me like five people canceled, frankly. (laughs) Oh, no way. You figure out a way to get paid to watch TV. If I could do that, I wouldn't have to st- – I could stop playing poker and try and earn $5 an hour doing that. How about this? My wife figured out a way to make the television a tax deduction. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Isn't that great? We should be interviewing her too is what you're saying. No, no, no. The show is not long enough. I don't care how long it is. It's not long enough to talk to my wife. Speaking of, uh, of making money though, you know something I, I commend you for and I don't – know how some people do it is i mean obviously when you went to school um that had to be tough realizing you know i'm gonna work in radio and i'm gonna make a career out of it because it's tough to do that did that ever kind of worry you so just like how am i yeah a little bit a, a little bit but it's if you don't have a passion for it don't try uh i've i've got through emails originally originally letters then emails and stuff on facebook i get 
letters and, and, and communications from people that are in high school or, you know, in their 20s. And they say, I don't know. I think I want to get into radio. What do you think? And I always tell them, don't do it. Because if you're thinking about it, you already lack the drive to make it happen. Right. Because even at the worst position, if you have your foot in the door and you're running bored on Thanksgiving morning at six in the morning mm -hmm. and you say, oh, you know, screw this. I don't want to do this. Have fun because there's six people that are dying to have that job. Right. And you got to be ready, you know, to roll with it and go with it and take whatever crap positions that are offered and and sort of climb up through the ranks. I was very, very lucky. My parents were very, very supportive. Uh, my wife has been very, very supportive. It was a long time before I made as much as her. And uh, it's come to a time where I'm not making as much as her again. <laughs> but, but, you know, it really is. It's what I love to do. And if you have that passion, you'll figure out a way to make it work. And as long as the people around you, you know, are supportive, if not financially, certainly morally, that that's what you want to do, you know, it's, you got to make it work. I mean, and there were times when I, th I mean, when I lost my job and we had nothing in the pipeline, I'm thinking, well, God, is, is Radio Shack hiring? What can I do? My, my past of employment has not really been that varied. I sold vegetables. I worked at Safeway. I delivered furniture. And I was on a nationally syndicated radio show. I tend to focus on the radio show part. That was the best job. Yeah. So yeah. luckily, luckily the, uh, the podcast is coming together. And also uh, a lot of support from uh, the people at KCJJ Radio in Iowa City and Coralville in Iowa, which is an odd pairing. But he had been an affiliate supporter of the Mike O'Mara show and the Don and Mike show before that. And as soon as I lost my job, he said, if there's anything you want to do, you know, let me know. We'll put it on our air. And I said, well, God, I've always wanted to, to spin records. It was music radio that made me want to get into the business in the first place. But I got luckily into a, a talk deal and you didn't get a chance. I mean, we played records going in and out of stuff, but not like the hot rock and flamethrow and disc jockeys of when I was growing up. And so he gave me four hours a week to do whatever I want. And so now I've built, for lack of a better word, a working. No, don't say working. Let's say functioning, a functioning studio in my basement. And I do a four-hour music show for him every week that I post at uh, robradio.com, and that's a blast, too. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I was going to see if you wanted to, to plug anything else, like you, you know the, the show that you do for KCJJ. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I read ahead. You must hate that. <laughs> or, or even uh, Mike's other show. Um, oh, oh, of course, on 105.9 The Edge. Yes, exactly. uh, you're, you're based, you're based in, in the D.C. area, right? No, well, I'm originally from D.C. and I'm in Scottsdale now. But yeah, so I'm. You could kind of say I'm based in D.C. Oh, so you I can take the boy out. You can take the boy out of D.C., but you can't take the D.C. out of the boy. Right. And uh, yeah, of course, every morning on 105.9 The Edge, Mike and Kirk McEwen do a great morning show. It is really the only music station I listen to in the market. And of course, Mike on the radio, you can't beat it. He's the funniest and the best. He is as G. Gordon Liddy used to say. A very clever mimic, <laughs> but nice. he's the best impressionist, and uh, it's it's a great radio show. So yeah, check out Mike every morning. Then what you do is you run home and you download the Michael Mara Show podcast, and that kills the time till Friday when you can go to uh, KC sixteen thirty 
1630kcjj.com and listen to my music show and hear me pretending to be Dan Ingram. <laughs> Very nice. Well, Rob, I, I appreciate it. I, I promised you that I would keep this as, to as close to 15 minutes as possible. So once again, thank you, Rob Spiewak of The Mike O'Mara Show at MikeOmeraShow.com. John and Chris, I appreciate your time very much and uh, do great with your podcast. Unless you do better than us, then we have to talk. (laughs) Appreciate it. I'm coming over and I'm pulling out some USB cable. (laughs) We'll try not to. Have a great day. All right. We really enjoyed talking to Rob today as it was awesome being able to talk to someone that I look up to in the industry. Rob's a huge radio professional and he gave us some great advice off the air after our interview. Again, Rob Spiewak is part of the Mike O'Mara Show at MikeO'MaraShow.com and on iTunes. While you're subscribing to their show on iTunes, go ahead and subscribe to the Smart People Podcast as well, and then leave us a rating. It truly helps us out. Also, I wanted to mention, you may have noticed on all of our podcasts, we feature music from the outdoors. They're a brand new band that Roach and I are huge fans of. So we're going to leave you guys a little treat today. We are going to play our favorite song, which is Barricades. And if you like what you hear, feel free to check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash theoutdoorsmusic. Also, go to their website, which is theoutdoorsmusic.com. Or if you only do Twitter, check them out at The Outdoors Band on Twitter. Um, As I mentioned, this is a new band, so they've decided to run a campaign where they will contact any of their friends on Facebook or followers on Twitter and actually provide you with a free version, uh, downloadable version of all five songs on their EP. So it's just a little incentive to go check them out and we hope you enjoy. Thanks again for tuning in. father died so I didn't have to do the dishes he left me alone in this big empty house now he's back as a ghost